have seen the dark shadows moving in the woods, and I have no doubt that whatever I have resurrected is sure to come calling for me. It was the woods themselves. They're alive. Evil Dead. They got up on the wrong side of the grave. Evil Dead from New Line Cinema. So frightening no one under 17 admitted. And we're back on the Evil Dead Week podcast. That was super fancy. Look how I did something. I, I got another surprise for you later. And that wasn't like anybody else doing it for you. That was you doing it all by your lonesome. Yeah, I just did that voice oh. and I recreated all the sound effects. I just meant the technological side. So my, fancy. My voice of uh, of the girl was, I thought, excellent. It was dead on. Dead eye. Dead eye. Oh. Ooh. Someone came prepared for once. That was it. That yeah. was the only thing I wrote down in preparation was remember their names. Well, this is the Scare Value Podcast for another week, and this is a good week because it's Evil Dead Week. That is a fun week. We've been looking forward to this one since since the first podcast we did. I think every time I brought a podcast, we're like, oh, I am looking forward to the Evil Dead one, which really makes me feel like shit about the rest of the ones we've done. Well, you know, to be fair, I'm they're Brian. not Evil Dead. I'm Brian. That's Pete. Kitty's on assignment. <laughs> That's true. She's making money to feed those children. That is true. Someone has to do it because, you know, the bucks aren't rolling in here. I, I thought, I don't know. I don't know what I thought. She'll be back possibly sooner than you think. Like the Terminator. Yeah. That's what he says. That's He was gender fluid. That's what he said. Oh, that's what they said about him. That's what... She'll be back. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So Evil Dead. Oh, How yeah. That's right. We're going to stay on topic. But first, we have a correction and an apology. Again? Every what week. did you do wrong? Last week was the Friday the 13th Part 2 watch-along, which was a lot of fun. Was I there for that one? Uh, at the time. Okay. We recorded it like a month ago. All right. Uh, we During that, I said that it was filmed in New Jersey. It was filmed in Connecticut. They're the same place. That's what I said. The first one was filmed in New Jersey. But it does explain why when that couple goes to look at the old camp, they never actually see the old camp because they would have had to travel to New Jersey to do that. Oh. So, because that scene would have made a lot of sense and been really good if they were just stalking around the old camp that you saw in the first one. But apparently that that two-hour bus ride was out of their budget. All right. Fair enough. So that was the correction. That's that was not correction. bad for us. That's, That's only one. I think that was the only thing we got overtly wrong in that entire podcast. Well, you know, I don't check emails, so perhaps it's, it's, there's more. I know you don't check emails. <laughs> We've established that. So it is Evil Dead Week, but we still have one more thing to take care of. It is time for a Nicolas Cage update. You listen to me. You're Nick fucking! <laughs> I did that for you. That was amazeballs. That is the two things I accomplished in the week we took off. This one was better. This I'm not going to lie, I know it's Evil Dead Week, but... Well, that uh, one can that be used every that, week. That was from the, what, unbearably awesomeness of being Nick Cage? Close. Closer than I expected. All the things happening everywhere today. The unbearable once. weight of massive talent. That was a fun movie, and that was a fun scene. With everyone's favorite TV dad, Pedro Pascal. <sighs> he is... Teamed up with who else but Nick Cage. What's the news? Uh, well, Renfield is now in theaters, because this is coming out a week after Renfield opened. I'm lost again in your time streams, but keep going. This is How was it? The movie itself was good. Nicolas Cage was incredible. Uh, this is what I wrote in the review, which you can find on ScareValue.com. The movie promises exactly three things. It's going to be funny, 
It's going to be bloody, and Nicolas Cage is going to be Dracula. It delivers exactly those three things and nothing more. It's, I give it credit for it. It strives to do nothing more than those three things. And everything that happens is just a way to get you to the next joke or the next completely over-the-top bloody fight scene. And uh, for, for just to sit back for an hour and a half and enjoy a movie, two thumbs way up. Uh, if you're looking for more than those three things at any level, did not, did not try. I didn't. Expected no, I didn't. I don't exactly what I you gave just it. Explain. I gave it a very good review because I. That's all I wanted. How to. was the beast? Oh, he was Nic- great, but his problem with his character is that this he's is Nicholas Holt, right? Yeah, he's okay. the center character, obviously, and he's going through this internal trauma. And I appreciate that they did this on a, an enjoyment level, but from a storytelling level, it didn't really work. He's got these inner things going on that he's trying to wrestle with, and it's always just given as an outer action scene. His any small moment in the movie is just completely overdone by a wild, over-the-top action scene. So there's no subtlety at any point of the movie. And it's very hard to connect to the character. So it's wasted time, really. It's They don't even do it. That's what I, I mean. Like they, they barely do any scenes of him just like having introflection and, and like growing as a person. It's more just like, I can fight harder. And it's like, I enjoyed that because that's what I wanted it to be. Right. But it's it's that's what I mean by they didn't try anything else. Okay. Well, but yeah, you don't I need to work with that. It's a movie that I that is very over the top, gory and bloody, but in the funniest ways. Like I'm gonna rip your arm off, and I'm gonna th- I have the superpower, so I'm gonna throw it through the next person's body. No, is Nick Cage, you know, cameo or is he in there a fair? Amount? He's in there more than I was led to believe he was in there. Okay, and he I, is, I was wondering. He he destroys every scene he's in. Of course he does. But he does it in a way that is better than I expected because he's not doing completely over the top Nicolas Cage. It's very reined in. He found a, a box to put Dracula in, and he goes as far as he can with each line delivery in that box. But it never goes; it never breaks the character and just becomes Nicolas Cage. He's okay. just a very wacky. Well, to be evil. fair, he's never Nicolas Cage. He's always—I always think he's this, this whatever person he's being. I think sometimes he is Nicolas Cage, yeah. and he's like, "All right, but." Okay, I, literally, in I don't the, know where I was going. In the unbearable weight of massive talent, he, he literally is, is Nicolas Cage. Right, that's what. I, I'm saying I believe him when he is the crazy guy who's living in the shack in the color out of space. Like, I, oh yeah, you're some weird guy. I get you. He's he's very 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 good in this. And this all right, is, awesome. It's everything you if you want those three things. The advertising was perfect because it gives you the exact three things you're going to see, and every scene he's in is wonderful. All and right. when he's not around, he still lords over the whole thing. Any bets on what the box office is going to be? I don't know. I haven't read anything. Well, but that's I, what I'm saying. Guess. I saw it. When this comes I out. saw it in a full theater, and people. It was one of those movies where what, people. Win, che- uh, Wednesday, a Thursday. A Wednesday. It was a Wednesday. People cheered at parts of the movie, and people clapped when it was over. And I was Ooh. like, it was a cloud please. It was a crowd pleaser. All right. Uh, so I think the reviews they started off really strong, and they've come down a little bit. But I understand that because, as a as a person who reviews movies, sometimes reviewers are looking for more. Things in a movie, like plot-wise, or the, this one was like it's a very simple plot. I don't want to be Dracula's assistant anymore, but I'm not, I'm powerless to stop him, and he has to learn how to use his own power, which again is only ever shown on screen as physical power. Well, it's never shown as really anything more than that. It's all you need. I gave it a great review, so that's what separates me. It separates uh, Scare Valley from the other critics. Is if you just made a fun movie, that's good. We give everything a thumbs up. That's not true. I go read the DM, thumbs go, up. Go read the de-influencer review. You'll find that's not true. Uh, I feel like you've mentioned this to me before. Because it's the only movie that I've I, I've negatively reviewed movies. Obviously, it's the only one where I felt like it was my duty. 
to point out why it was so bad. And listen. Okay. They, these people made a movie. That's incredible. It's an incredible feat. It really is. I, I give anybody who gets it done credit. Because I haven't done it. You haven't done it. It's we've we've started, you know, we've written scripts and stuff. It gets to a place where you're like, this is incredibly complicated to do. And I give them full credit for getting it made, and that is where the credit stops. Better than I'll ever do. Yeah. It, no, one hundred percent. Like thumbs way I'm up. I'm not saying that ironically. Yeah, I mean me that. that is thumbs way up a feat. for making your movie. Do not watch the influence. <laughs> that is that is fine. <laughs> I haven't watched it, so I don't feel I should pile on, but chalk it up as experience, gentlemen, and try again. I would watch their next movie because See I'll watch it. See advice? Yeah, there I'm you go. A, I'm a producer now. That was our Nicolas Cage update. We All did right. it. Evil Dead. Yes, now we're into the there Evil Dead. There are so much Evil Dead and so many different there are four. formats. Well, we're, are we, it's hard to get into the can, TV show. The TV show is fantastic. And but it's I hard it's to get into. Part, we don't have to go into it, but we have to acknowledge it at the very least. Yeah. And so, it's... A, Existence. Is we should probably start at 1981, though. When was that? I guess we could start before that with the Within the Woods. Is that what it's called? The uh, original short movie that we never get oh, to see. Oh yeah, I forgot all about that. Yeah, we're gonna skip that because we haven't seen it. Because I don't even. It's been. It's probably out there. I think I, it is on the YouTube now. Oh, it's been so long. I forgot it even existed. What What was it for? It was like a stu- student film that he made. He was like in high school I, I, or college. I, I, see, that's why we shouldn't count. I don't okay. have the answer to it. I didn't know. So there's us with our research. Yeah. Ghost Scare Valley. Well, we're, we're doing the Evil Dead movies. Level. That's not one of the Evil Dead movies because it never got. It was supposed to be a special feature on one of the DVDs years ago, and they got pulled at the last minute. Because licensing they, things. Yeah, and I think it's. I do Always think it's on YouTube, maybe without audio or something. Either way. All right. So Sam Raimi makes a movie in 1981. Most people don't see it till 83. It debuts in Michigan in 81. Uh, it comes what out. What was that movie? It was called The Evil Dead. Even mm-hmm. though marketing, as we just heard, calls it Evil Dead. I do remember there was, like, I don't remember if it was The Evil Dead or Evil Dead. Yeah. Well, now there's both, so we can just, now we're definitely just calling it The Evil Dead because there is a movie called Evil Dead. Right. Uh, the Evil Dead came out in 1981. Uh, it's very low budget. It is. And it's very effective. It's a fantastic movie. Yes. Just the, the stuff Raimi does camera-wise. The... But it's not as interesting it's that's the biggest problem with the Evil Dead. Watching it in retrospect, he levels up to such a ridiculous degree in the second one with his camera tricks that it feels, in a weird way, the Evil Dead is so far above everything else that's going on with what he's doing with the camera. But then you watch it in reflect of his own work, and it's like, oh, he's barely scratching the surface. So it's it's an odd thing because he's made so many more movies. Yeah, but it was still exciting yes. to see. It's it's it is like watching the the genesis, the birth, and then well, evolution. I just watched all four of these. And the, well, I've the, seen all four as well. Do you remember distinctly how Mr. different Fancy. the final act of that movie is from the rest of the movie? Because oh, it yeah. stood out to me this time. That is like <clears throat> the trial run for Evil Dead Two. It all of his wacky impulses are really put into that third act, where it's just Ash alone in the cabin. Right. That is what Evil Dead Two is, and it's fascinating to watch because it's not as good as what Evil Dead Two becomes, but it's. Uh, I, we literally said you were turning it off. Yeah, look at me not remembering to do the one thing I was assigned with. So keep going though. Yeah, the evil, the Evil Dead's final act is, I think, the best part of the movie because it shows kind of. If you've seen the movie, which you have, and I, yes, Ash is not an interesting character. No, until that th- third act. No, he's just he's, he's a loser, right? He's he, just something that's there. Speaking of furniture, he is more than once felled by 
pieces of furniture that fall on top of him, and he can't get up. He is a far cry from the ash we're going to get. <laughs> and then he had to take the break on the furniture for a while. It's it's an interesting movie to revisit because I always talk about how uh, when people are looking at things they like for movies, I think sometimes they're thinking of the wrong movie. This happens in series a lot. <clears throat> Where if people are thinking like, oh, I love Evil Dead. I liked when, you know, the moose head was laughing at him. That's the second one. And like, there's a lot of things people are... Do they really? I think that people don't... They conflate the two. Forget the Evil Dead. This happens in a lot of series. Where the things you actually like about the movie aren't actually in the first movie. Friday the 13th is one of those movies. Oh, because you're just... Yeah, because the first one is usually a lot more stripped down basic than any of the sequels. So when people are talking about iconic things they like, they're usually... Not all, but like things like... Especially older horror movies, they're usually not from the first movie. Right. Uh, Especially series or franchises, too. This is... The Evil Dead is one of the biggest things for this, because I don't think anybody's thinking about anything for that movie. Because even the stuff that you like like from the third act... But I love the movie. It's one of my favorite horror movies. Well, even the things I like from the third act, they're just, when I'm thinking about them, I'm really thinking about the second movie because they're done well, again and they're done better. You know, what stands out for me, though, is the trees. Obviously, yes, the, the trees raping and tree. the, the raping tree. And uh, the when you're you're following the deadite presence and it's going through the car, you know, yeah. and it, but like just that straight camera shot. I Those are the things that stand out. And I'm like, those are definitely, you know, evil dead. The raping tree in the first one is is the most memorable part right of and that. they didn't they've revisited the idea a few times but never as violently or crazily never, or it's just um uh, obviously yeah maybe. expressly right it's like, oh yeah we know what's happening here the slow pull apart of her legs and the, if you ever watch reaction videos people watching it and you see people their uh-huh. eyes just going what is happening oh no that happened so these reaction videos is it like younger people usually it's just it's anybody. Just, all right i've never you watched go, you go to youtube uh, like your children do uh, I'd have to how to use chainsaws. <laughs> that was a natural instinct with that one. Uh, so the Evil Dead is, I think, the scariest of the bunch. Watching all four of them again. Really? I here's the thing. I'm gonna say the the, the remake Evil Dead. Evil Dead remake is the most intense of the bunch. I okay. don't think it's the scariest of the bunch because right. first of all, you already know it's tricks because you've seen the first one. But secondly, because just the low budget nature of it just makes everything feel like a slightly more unsafe in a way. All right. Where an unexpected. I can dig it. I understand that. And like the things like the first one, the memory I always have of it is that pencil going through the, uh, the calf, the, the, the ankle ankle. And it's like, that's just grotesque in a way that even people cutting their faces off in the remake is not as, it doesn't affect me as much Is that pencil going in and just jarring around a thing. It's pretty great. And the makeup is really good. You know what? That's fair because that is not one I go to and that's yeah. not one that I would, you know, show the kids. Like, I'm going to jump to Evil Dead 2, Army of Darkness. The kids have watched Army of Darkness. Well, those are horror comedies. <laughs> which right. is, actually, the third one's not even a horror movie. It's a comedy action movie. <clears throat> but the first one, there's no comedy in it unless you think it's funny like I do to watch Ash fail to get up over well, that, that a cabinet. Well, that is comedy. I appreciate it. There we go. We, we are introduced to Ash in the very first yeah. of the movies. Ash doesn't evolve very much from that. He's just... No, guy, I, I disagree I, 1,000%. He is a guy who goes from falling down to falling down. He just wants to go home and be left alone. In the first movie, he's incapable of acting because he's so afraid to do anything. That is not the Ash that you get by the time you get to Army of Darkness. He is act without thinking. That's completely the opposite character. In fact, his character from movie to movie has nothing in common with the movie before it. I'm not going to admit 
do any corrections in any way. So, uh, sorry, you're, you're way off base the, here, pal. The Ash that sits on the couch looking nope. around like, what's happening here? You know what? As his friend fights off a you demon. You know what? He, wants, he wants to go back to that. That's his whole motivation. He wants to just sit on that couch. Well, we're not, we're not going to cover the TV show as much because there's so much of it to cover. But I will say this. In watching all the movies again, he's. He, I don't think that the characters from one to two to three have that much in common, to be honest with you, Ash. But I think that his Ash versus Evil Dead TV character is just the older version of Army of Darkness. I will say that, but I think by the end of Evil Dead 2, you're getting that Ash. Like, yes. That's no, the, he's growing over the course of 2. Yeah, into... Which is, well, we'll get to it. That's why 2 is my favorite of the bunch, because that actually is his best movie. I know that he becomes iconically heroic in his funny, almost Kurt Russellish way. His chainsaw-handed, I get devilish that. charm. But in the second one, you actually watch him become. Yeah. And I really enjoy that. The Ash vs. Mm-hmm. Evil Dead character to me is just the 30-year-old version of the guy that went through Army of Darkness. Not the one that went through the older version. Yes. Yeah. Where that's his past glory. He can't be looking he can't be looking back on the past glory of the first one. And he can barely be looking back at the second one. He's gotta be looking back at the third one. Where yes. he actually was the king. <laughs> yeah, you're right. He lost his way. He wanted yes. that couch and he lost his way. So the Evil Dead was I don't know if it was success. It cost nothing, so it must have been fairly enough. I know. It launched Sam Raimi. It launched it Sam Raimi, and I remember Stephen King was somehow yeah. involved. Uh, like, he, I don't, and he got. I think the, he loved it. He, like, he got partial funding, or he helped them Something get funding like for part two. And that is about what I remember of yeah. Evil Dead. Because part two is where the series begins its <clears> never ending <throat> quest to make you not understand what timeline we're set. <laughs> part, they, they lost the rights to one. They couldn't show anything from one when they made the sequel. Oh, wait, see, I don't remember anything about the the issues with who yeah. could has the rights. Oh, so well, this is explain it to me like I'm two. Evil Dead Rise is the fifth <clears throat> Evil Dead movie. It is the fifth different distribution company to make an Evil Dead movie. Okay, so that makes rights very complicated when you want to use footage. Okay, so even when they did the TV show, they at times had footage from the past, but sometimes they didn't have footage to the movie they were referencing. They would reference Evil Dead, the first, the Evil Dead. And then they would use Evil Dead 2 footage because they had no the Evil Dead footage. But then they would get the Evil Dead footage, but they couldn't use Army of Darkness. It was a mess even as the show was going on, is my oh, understanding. Boy. Okay. Now, the Evil Dead is about five characters who go to a remote cabin in the woods and accidentally unleash hell. Evil Dead 2, the sequel, mm-hmm. has to retell that story, but they don't want to retell the whole story. So the first seven minutes is just Ash and his girlfriend, Linda. They cut out the other three characters. They retell the same story. Right. It was a very quick, like synopsis of part one now it's i guess a lot of times is mistakenly called a remake which it isn't the first seven minutes are a remake but they also redo a lot of the things from evil dead from the evil dead in evil dead 2 later right so it's it's not even just the first seven minutes i'm not gonna lie it's a mess i'm still confused by i understand it mentally and logically but i still say that's weird and i don't a hundred percent get it but i go okay i know I don't feel it in my bones. You know what I'm saying? I don't get it. The best way to take Evil Dead 2 is just to forget the Evil Dead exists. Because that's, they're going to retell the important parts of it anyway. That's pretty much how I watch it. But it's not just a remake because they add in so much more. Of course. Yeah. But that's why I don't go watch part one again. Yeah. Because I've, I've got it in Evil Dead 2. I've said I've before, part one's biggest problem <clears throat> is the second... I think part one, I, I mean, it'll be on the site by now, by the time you hear this. I gave it four and a half stars. It's great. I'm, 
but two gets five. So why would I go back and watch? Even if it's great, you know, why would I watch the same story done slightly worse, even though it's better than most movies? Because sometimes Pornhub doesn't have that tree rape scene up. Oh, that's, that's why. That's true. That's there's, when you there pull one is good. One. There's there's a, a allusion to it, but nothing is uh, is brutal. Right. Um, and as long. Because part two is a comedy horror, which part one was not. It is pure horror comedy, and I think one of the best horror comedies ever made. I appreciate Raimi, though. He does horror really well. A lot of times with horror comedy, it, the horror suffers. Sure. Like, it's too much comedy, not enough horror. But I mean, Raimi's... Raimi, I think, balances it. It's true. Really, right for me, it's the right he balance. Didn't, he didn't... Yeah, because he didn't make just a comedy, <clears throat> but he replaced the gore with comedy. Because when you get to two, it's not nearly as gory as the first one. Not like the visceral yeah. gore. Like, you know, you're saying the pencil through yeah. the... There's, there's stuff. He's cutting off his hand and stuff like that. But it's all played for comedy, which right, the first one was more over not. the top. Yeah. 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 And then, again, they ramps it up for Army of Darkness. It's That's not a horror movie. No. <laughs> that is a action comedy against a horror backdrop. That is very much like Renfield. Okay. Because Renfield is a action comedy that Man. just happens to be set in a horror world. I... I don't want to keep jumping ahead, but I would say Army of Darkness is almost a comedy action movie. Yeah, it's it's a Three Stooges movie. <laughs> yep, that's what it is. Yeah, but you know, Ash is all three of the Stooges because he's that kind of guy. It's a fascinating movie. I think its success is largely because it's so different than the other two that it doesn't. Like I just said, I don't revisit Evil the Evil Dead because Evil Dead Two exists. Right, there's, there's no reason not to revisit Army of Darkness because no. nothing's like it. All right, so back to Evil Dead Two. Back to Evil it Dead Two is a good blend. It's a masterpiece. Absolutely. I don't have a flaw in it. It's nope. purely entertaining from start to finish. Right. The the deer head laughing, the claymation when What's-Her-Face comes out of the basement. Henrietta. Henrietta. Him. This is why the timelines are so impossible to, to figure out. When you get to Ash versus Evil Dead. Uh, Ash versus Evil Dead, the TV, TV show. show. When you get to the TV show, they just reference both movies as if both things happen separately. Because Henrietta does not exist in the basement in the first movie. Because they're in the basement, and she's not in there. But but they bring back Ash's sister in Ash vs. Evil Dead, who was not even in Evil Dead 2. She was in the first one. So right, somehow these right. timelines exist now together. They made it more confusing. But you know what? I've just accepted it as, yeah, they all have It doesn't matter. Right. I don't look for any kind of logical inconsistency. No. I'm like, yeah, I get it. These things are all happening as truth at the same time. It's very David Lynchian. But it's very funny to me that they're like, yeah, Henrietta's down there, and my right. sister's here, like, that never happened in the same universe. <laughs> mm, uh, we beg to differ, sir. Uh, maybe Ash is just an unreliable narrator in two, and he's just left out those people. Ash? The unreliable narrator? The he's guy not... who couldn't count to five? He can't count. He can't remember words. But he's never been unreliable as a narrator. He's been the only one telling the truth, and nobody believes him. <laughs> the... It's weird, because this is your favorite series, and I feel like it's the second time you have not understood the Ash Williams character. <laughs> no. I, I'm continually amused by him. Every time. Keep it coming. What else? What else? Yeah, he's still surprised at all these years later. So Evil Dead 2 came out in 1987. What year was that? It was the year after comedy, uh, after horror went all the comedies, as we've talked about before, in 1986, where Jason's doing comedy, Texas Chainsaw Massacre's doing comedy, Critters is coming, it's, they're oh, yeah, all doing critters. comedies. And then 87 rolls along, and they make the best horror comedy, probably of all time. I mean, I, it's up. Th- is Gremlins a horror comedy? Because that's up there, too. <clears throat> I would I would count it as one I guess. Gremlins is horror comedy. Yeah, so oh, yeah. that's that's up there too. I just had that talk with my nephew the yeah. other day. Those are to me the peaks of the horror comedy experience. 19, yep, nineteen eighty seven. I remember because Evil Dead two that the portal that sucks him back into the medieval times at yeah. the end is the, same, the restaurant. The 
the same portal that is in Monster Squad. Oh, that yeah. sucks it in, which also Makes came sense. out in 1987. So I don't know who stole it from whom. Oh. Or if it was the same, you know. It was an Ed Wood situation where he just saw the uh, footage. He's like, I can make a whole movie out of just this footage. Right. But I don't know if it was like a stock thing at the time yeah. or a who, if it's the same FX company or what. I'm going to guess it is the same FX company. But I saw that and I noticed it. It's the same exact portal. Um, Evil Dead 2. <clears throat> what was I going to say? Shit. You made me forget. Uh, Evil Dead 2 has claymation. Well, Evil Dead 2 expands the lore a lot of of the thing. Uh, we get to meet the daughter of the guy of the that professor. was professor that was working on things. It, it goes further into what's happening, and it sets up an Army of Darkness movie that they didn't know was ever coming. That's the funniest uh, part about it. Well, no, from from what I remember, he Raimi had the idea for the army. Like, yeah, the but they didn't know they could get it made. Well, right, because he didn't have the money. So it's pretty like, bold were, to set it up like that. <clears throat> right. I don't know why at the very end he says, well, we're setting it up, even though I don't know. Ooh, good point. I don't know how that got done. I wonder, yeah. I wonder if the internet has the When answer. we get to Army of Darkness, they once again just change the whole thing again. That, that our Evil Dead 2 ends with him sucked back into the Middle Ages mm-hmm. and he's uh, he kills a deadite flying through the air and he's immediately hailed as a champion and the savior and the prophesized one. And then the third one starts with him in chains because they just read it all that. He, he ends up getting that done in, within 15 minutes, but it doesn't happen the way that it does before. Oh, yeah, because know. like every other Evil Dead movie, it doesn't make sense. All right, so... I watched Evil Dead, whatever, whenever it came to, uh, right before Army of Darkness came out. Evil Dead 2. Evil Dead 2, yeah, I'm sorry. And so I was, whatever age I am there, 12, 13, somewhere around there. Yep. I watched it at like a sleepover with some friends. We're like, that's awesome. And then within like a month or two, we the trailers for Army of Darkness came out. So it was like, oh, we think that's the same thing. Went and saw it, but that beginning confused me yes. so much. I'm like, is this the sequel to The yeah. Evil Dead 2? Even though it was a couple of months apart, because I was not aware of the well, time resetting or universe resets that he likes to do. What Army of Darkness does again, because they don't have the footage to Evil Dead 2 at this point, they have to redo coming to the cabin again. This time with Bridget Fonda as, as Linda. <laughs> I, do, I did. They look, cut this one down to about three minutes. You know but what? he has to, every movie, he's got to take his girlfriend to his cabin, Bridget cut her head off. Fonda was my favorite of the... Of the girlfriend, Monkey to go Bones, to the cabin Bridget Fonda. Yes, Monkey Bones own. She was also in that Quentin Tarantino one, Jackie Brown. Jackie Brown, thank you. Uh, shoot, well, Evil Dead Two though. I wanted to go the hand scene where yes. he has to fight his own hand. Yeah. Is it's three just, Stooges? It is. He's both Stooges. He's two Stooges at that point. <laughs> He's two of the three. Uh, yeah. it, it's just a classic. It's an all-time classic. It's what's on par for physical comedy too. In two, he also gets to be a deadite for a large part of it. Oh yeah, that's right. Good prep work, Pete. I forgot what like half of the movie he spends as the bad guy. I'm taking part as as the listener here. (laughs) I I have no idea what's going on, even though I've seen it multiple times. So it lets me chime. Once you cue the memories, I I I remember things. When we get to Evil Dead, the possibly remake, because again, who who knows with this series? uh, That's what happens to Mia. She spends a lot of the movie as the as the antagonist as well. So they're as they're remaking Evil Dead, which they the Evil Dead, which it definitely is, because it's five people coming to the cabin, <clears throat> unleashing hell. Same brother, sister, same ideas to, yeah. to, to twist some of them. Uh, they take the idea from Evil Dead 2, where she's possessed for, for a large portion of the movie, where that happens. But they're really kind of doing that for the first one, because that's his sister in the first one. But it's like Ash got to do it in the second one. So it is interesting that that, that idea, which is how the first movie ends, you'd think that's what's going to happen next. And it actually finally does, but it takes a while. Right. Yeah. As a quick aside, did 
why is it Evil Dead Week? Because Evil Dead Rise is coming out tomorrow, okay. Friday, as opposed when you hear this. If this comes out on Wednesday, it's coming out on Friday. Wasn't it also an anniversary recently of something, like a 30th or 25th or something? Well, let's see, 81, 87, I did no research. 93, Army Darkness probably came out. So 2023, it, I feel like it was a wintry movie when I watched this with my friends. You know what? Might I'm have been gonna, spring. I'm going gonna, gonna to say it's this week, or like the week we're recording this, not the week that this is out. That the week we're recording this, so this very day that I am speaking, that Oops. is the day. What is okay. Well, no, I think it might be tomorrow, but let me uh, check things out. Yeah. I have no filler material, but I will say Army of Darkness. That's right. Nick Cage has it covered. You listen to me. You're Nick <sighs> fucking... Wow, Cage! Anytime you need it. He's there for you. <laughs> You know, you better not let Kitty... That was February. No, no. You better not let Kitty hear that, though, because apparently she will weaponize that. I just become, like, entranced, like a deer in headlights. Whenever you play them, and I just freeze and pause, and Kitty will weaponize that in some way against me. Just having that power terrifies me. So I don't know how to edit this, but edit it. Like, edit that whole part out. I don't want... Yeah, oh, I'm no, not no. going to alert She's, she, I know she listens to this. Every Darkness looks like it came out in February. Okay. So I told you it was a wintry time. So What part of the country? Pacific Islands, China. <laughs> of China. Uh, All right. So I guess it's that, but it just turned thirty. Yeah, it was just turned thirty because I think I the internet told me that there was a bunch of you know Army of Darkness stuff. And we know Evil Dead remake turned ten, and then it's historically because I just watched it, which it took was, me ten years. Which means it took twenty years between Army of Darkness and the remake, and ten years between the remake and Dead Rise. It is funny because for me, it's just happened because yes. I just watched it yeah. and now here we are with Evil Dead Rise, yeah. which I still think is called Evil Dead Mother. Yeah. So let's get into Army of Darkness, which is... As we I, haven't gotten into Army of Darkness when, already? No. When I met you in 1994, pre Year of the Me? Was that it? was your favorite movie. <laughs> was it my favorite? Yes. I had a favorite movie? Yeah, so that was it. All right. I was must have been riding that. You hadn't you know seen what? Searching for Bobby Fisher yet, no, so no. it was your favorite. Yeah, we were searching for Bobby Fisherless yes. peoples. This pre 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 Bobby Fisher, pre Bobby Fisher, yeah. which is a fantastic movie. Everybody who's out there who has not seen the who pre Bobby Fisher is that where he runs the the marathon? Was that one of the there was three of those that came out at the same time? Pre Fontaine uh, running things and uh, pre pre Bobby Fisher. <laughs> yes, <laughs> he just played chess real fast. That's what it was. But it was 1994. That was my favorite movie. What was your favorite movie? At 1993? Yeah, or 1994, whenever we... Oh, God, I don't even know. Because I feel like... Probably we, Gremlins, to be honest with you. I'm not going to lie. I feel like we did... You watched Army of Darkness because we did one of like a movie swap kind of yeah. evening. Whereas I said, hey, you watch this movie. And you said, here, you watch this movie. I think I made you watch Dances with Wolves because I knew you'd hate it. I don't think so because I didn't watch Dances with Wolves till college. Oh. And I did hate it. So that it, could have by been any time in the last 25 years. <laughs> I feel like I watched Cobb. Oh, yeah. With, I think uh, I right. That came out in 94, though. So, yeah, that probably runs right. So maybe yeah. that was the one where we watched Army of Darkness and. Maybe. But regardless. So there I was saying, hey, man, check out this awesome movie starring yeah. an awesome guy. I hadn't seen Mr. Bruce Campbell. Too at that point. You don't need to, as we already. No, they recap it, kind you, of. You, you kind of get a nice recap. You need to know. Each movie is self-contained yeah. in its own little bubble. Then we just take for you know take from it as we need it in it's the next true. iteration. 
That's how we. That's how Raimi rolls. I love it. Army of Darkness gets rid of all the gore. Mm. Yeah, it does. <clears throat> I'm sorry. When he falls, it's in PG-13. The... For first of all, well, could when... you imagine going from e- the Evil Dead the to NC-17. PG-13? Yeah, it is NC-17. <laughs> I know. That's why the the trailer that we listened to at the top of the show told yep. us that uh, under 17. I can't believe you listen. <laughs> Sometimes I do. I'm the surprising part is I was able to remember it for yeah, the like twenty minutes we've been talking. That is the part that is amazing to anybody. Well, me or anyone who knows me. Okay, so so break down Army of Darkness for us. What what, what was it as a, a young boy that attracted you to a, a Bruce Campbell hero? Well, uh, I had just seen again just seen Evil Dead Two, so I liked it, and I guess. I, Apparently, what appeals to me most is the horror comedy. I, I do like a good horror movie, though. Like, the scary, never a fan of the jumps. So it just hit all the... And it's Bruce Campbell. Bruce Campbell is just a very a perfect actor for that kind of movie. And he fits the role perfectly. And he's never... He always leans into that. It's just he himself is great in every role he does. Was it the one-liners that... Uh... You know I like one-liners. That movie is so full of one-liners. It's nothing but one-liners. Even in the alternate, the uh, alternate ending, mm-hmm. the one-liners are just as good as the one-liners that are in the um, made-for-production uh, or release ending. Theatrical release. That's what they call it in the biz. Yeah. That, I like when you put me on the spot because I don't have thoughts about things. It's the movie that you've probably seen the most times in your life. Yeah, and then I turn to people and go, what did you think about have you, have it? And you then they it tell me. Yet? I have. They've seen it many times. Um, Fred is scared of pretty much anything that isn't as as calm as things can be. Mm-hmm. So, you know, any of the, whatever the kids watch these days, the iCarly's, the Disney shows, I don't get it. But anyway, Sam is a fan. Yeah. He likes everything. I don't know. It doesn't scare him at all. He just thinks it's fun. He thinks every part of it's fun. Even Fred isn't, you know, the worst at that movie because even though I was about to make the argument about the pit with the blood shooting mm-hmm. out of it and you said there was no gore. And I guess that's true. It is an obscene amount of blood. It is so unrealistic. But you're not seeing dismembered. It The hand is cut off in, right before and it flies up out of the pit and Wait smashes on the guy's face. But it's so over the top that it's comedic, even to Fred, who's terrified of everything. Yeah, it's it's a comedy. A comedy action, you're right. Right, 100%. Because that is, like I said, should be terrifying. It's not. So in the storyline, he dooms them in the past after accidentally dooming himself in the present. Because he's... With Explain evil, that. With, evil, with the Evil Dead retconned out by Evil Dead 2. Because Evil Dead 2 shows him going to the cabin and listening to the tape... Of, that we listened to at the beginning of this podcast, he's the one who unleashes hell in the present on himself, but then he goes back in time and unleashes hell on everyone. So he both is the cause of, in the past, unleashing it and defeating it and then bringing it back. But it was already, So he's caught in a loop of constantly unleashing demons that he must fight. But it was already being attacked when he was sent back in the medieval times. Right, but he, when he grabbed the wrong book and didn't say the words, when he, when he grabbed the book and didn't say the words, like it... Oh, yeah, it brought yeah. everything out. But they were always under assault. Like, the right. Deadites were attacked. But then he does the same thing in his future, his past, oh. the future, where he listens to the tape and brings it back. So he's... Resp- and then if you get to the TV show, he does it again. Oh, yeah. So he just keeps bringing it back. And the fun part about the TV show is he does it to get laid. Wow. That is his whole reason behind it. He's like, you want to hear poetry? 
or foreign languages. Yeah, I enjoyed it. all Ash. You're like, oh, I wonder how what Ash is going to be like in the future, like modern day, and what what he's going to, how they're going to bring everybody back. It's two minutes in. He's drunk, and he's like, I'll read you this book. And it's like, that is, how did it not happen over the course of the 30 years in between, 35 years in between? Uh, apparently, he didn't have a problem before. He had never encountered somebody who liked foreign languages before, and that was the only four. You saw how he lived. So, the first movie, he defeats them, at least in, thinks he does, by burning the book. Okay, But I then they're not defeated. He, they come and possess him at the end, and that's how the movie ends. So, that didn't work. The second movie... He doesn't defeat them. He gets sucked no. into hell. The third movie, he wins a battle and gets back, but there's demons because he didn't say he doesn't say the words right, right. again. <laughs> like, so he's he's just the biggest screw up. Of course, and that, I think that's part of the appeal as well that he just is, and it's himself who. Brings I guess my question down. is: Shouldn't there be a movie, or a story, or a comic, or a book, or or a TV episode, or something? where we find out that he travels back even further and births these things at the very beginning. Because every existence I'm, they have in our world that we've seen comes from him. I'm sure that somewhere. There were also video games, remember, yeah. of this. And they were also him going back. It was the same thing. I think Raimi might have had a hand in doing some of them, at least, you know, storyboard-wise. And it was Bruce Campbell doing the voices. And it was him going back in time and screwing things up. Back and it was always his time. fault. What? No. <laughs> there was no DeLorean. It's that same car that Raimi uses in every movie he's ever made. And this is what complicates the remake. That what car is? is sitting outside. What is the car? Do you remember what it's... What, it's, it's like a Oldsmobile 72 or Oldsmobile or something like yeah. that. It's sitting outside of the cabin when they arrive at the cabin in the remake, which confuses... But again, the series, you can never tell what's going on anyway. It's impossible, though, that the same exact thing is happening to a same group of, a different group of people that has to discover things the same way. But you know what? I, I Again, I'm going to go with, and maybe this helps the franchise. For me, and we've talked about this before, you and I, the franchise is the most consistently good franchise there is. Yeah. Not just in horror, but... Because it's so it doesn't behold itself to the past at all. It does. That's going to be my argument. It does not matter. Each movie is its own self-contained thing, but you get where it's from. And yeah, you don't have to worry, because you if you've seen them all, you you get enough to know what's happening. And each movie tells its own story anyway. Yeah. It's fun. Yeah, the first one is pure horror. The second yeah. one is a horror comedy. The second one is comedy action <laughs> with, the, with the horror setting. Yeah, so, yeah, horror the, setting. The remake is pure horror again. Yeah, and, and you said it's, yeah, ooh, the intensity. It's the most intense of the bunch. And the visceral, because again, you yeah. get that, the splitting of the tongue, you yeah. get you know, like the pencil through the ankle kind of thing. It's and they put Mia through absolute hell in that movie. That was rough. Like, Ash spends a lot of the first movie sitting Poor on the couch. Jenny Ortega. We're not getting into that. Uh, <laughs> I, I refuse to concede. She she goes through absolute hell. And they said it. They actually put a metaphor on it. Which this, What's a metaphor? <laughs> I think it's uh, what Facebook was, right? Oh, uh, no. Yeah, now there's an I answer. I got lost in my own pond. Yeah, I won. Uh, uh, the sad day. They're um I maybe forget what I was gonna say. Ah, mission accomplished. Back to staring at each other. <laughs> it's my favorite thing to do. I might seriously have to pause it because now I gotta try to remember what I was gonna say. Um was we're in Evil Dead remake. The Evil Dead remake, the more visceral going back to the roots of Evil Dead. Uh stabby stabby. Yeah, you, really, you really ruined it with your pun. Ah, you've done it again, Pinky. Oh god, what could it even have been? 
I don't know. It was going to be brilliant, too. Mm, uh, it doesn't sound likely. Well, give us a quick what, what Pete's seen this week so I can think. What has Pete seen this week? Ooh, we can play the game. I watched a lot of movies. So, the movie that I remember watching was... Ooh, no, we're going to play the game. Did I watch... <sighs> Clearly, I didn't watch it, because what movie was my homework? You're I'm next. looking at you. You're next. Did I watch your next? Yes, you told me you watched. Your next. Oh, I did. Yeah. Mm, I watched your next. That you didn't watch Bride of the Killer Pinata yet because you're waiting for your wife to watch. I am waiting for Kitty, and I believe in this timeline that we are currently, and I'm going to watch it tonight with her. We'll believe that when we that, see it. That will be. I have to set up the way to make it go on my TV from my phone, which is a technological marvel. I am not ready to attempt. Are you still thinking? I don't. It's you're talking, so it's a, let's see. Well, we don't want talk, to sit here with dead, e- dead air. All right. All right. Let me tell you. We'll say something about the Evil Dead remake while I try to remember my point. The Evil Dead remake, the one that I just saw a after couple of ten months years, ago, after 10 watched. years, I was not ready for the intensity of it, as I've talked about before. It was... Metaphor. What is a Metaphor. I think it's uh, Facebook is now. Oh no, I'm you lost again. The Meta- metaphor. The metaphor is that she's going through uh, drug withdrawal and she's trying to quit cold turkey, her heroin addiction, which has killed her once before, and they brought her back. Because at the end of this movie, she has to die again and get brought back. That's how they get rid of the demon. So the whole thing. This series has never been heavy on uh, metaphors or commentary of any kind. This one brings in an added thing that her weekend from hell is because she's there to detox and go through, get this horribleness out of her. And I did not pick up any of that. That is what happens, is that she the same thing happens. She has to hit rock bottom again, and she, she has to be killed by her brother, who for a while in the movie you think is just the Ash character, just a very uninteresting Ash character, which again, from the original movie, <clears throat> is right. Right. Because I, he's the sister's, the sister's you know possessed. That's what happens in the first movie. Ash is the, it's a final boy, not a final girl. That's what seems to be happening in this movie. But it's not what happens, because no. they twist it back and let her be that too, and she's excellent. I thought so. Yeah. Uh, maybe that's why I keep thinking it's Jenny Ortega, because I like her. It's not even, things. that's not even Jenna Ortega's name. <laughs> it's Jenny. You have the wrong person. So maybe you're closer to right, because maybe there is a Jenny Ortega who, you've got the name wrong, and you're misidentifying a person by the wrong name. I believe she makes those taco kits they sell at the supermarket. That's racist. What? Whoever Jenny Ortega is? The Ortega brand tacos? It's a simple name recognition. Mm. Nothing's that I don't like the implication, sir. Nothing's that simple for you. Oh, oh, I think things are that simple for me. There's not a lot going on. By the way, I watched your next last night to prepare for the next thing we're going to do. Not, that, not on this podcast. Uh, that, I realized, was also from 2013. So I'm really catching you up on those 10-year anniversary movies. You know, when I did watch that movie, I wondered what decade that was from. <laughs> I had to go find it, and I was like, 2013 was like hilarious. I think just, It came out like right after Evil Dead. I, I remember seeing a multi-deck CD player. I was like, ooh, so fancy. I never say? noticed things like that in movies. Again, a horrible thing for me to admit when I write criticism for movies. But I, like, I just get swept up in the world and just accept. Now, if a movie's made before I was born, Perhaps I would see things and be like, oh, that's interesting. But I can just put myself in. I'll watch a movie from the 80s and be like, yeah, that's right. You know, that, that certain things don't exist. Like, I'm not a person who has any trouble with, like, oh, there's no cell phones. Like, yeah, because most of my life there was no cell phones. Well, half my life. I was about to say. Half my life. 
Less than half, but me growing up, there was none. I had a I had a rotary phone on a wall at my grandmother's house. What's the deal with the rotary? Is that Richard Nixon? Yep, that was <laughs> that's a good one. All right, thanks. Interesting. I can always get your your things. They're perfect. I was shot in the head. I am not a rotary. That was Jerry Seinfeld. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, I don't know why. This is what I've been looking forward to for the Evil entire time. No, just no. Evil Dead in general. I'm it's like a great wildly series. off topic today. It's a great series. No, we stayed on topic. We've stayed on topic right. incredibly well. It is a great series. For us, incredibly All well. right, that is true for us. The franchise itself is consistently good, It's as you're saying. It's And there's variety. Because if you have a certain taste for, I want the intense version, that exists. I want the low-budget kind of scarier version I, I, that exists if you want the the horror comedy with what i think has more interesting directing choices than any movie i've ever seen since maybe citizen kane which invented a lot of things uh it exists and if you want the pure adrenaline comedy you know just eight it, like it's made in 93 but it's like a rambo a, a, a right. dumb rambo walks into a yeah thing that's that exists too it's it's the universe itself. It's a good concept that you can fit all these different things. And you don't need to have the same character. Ash has been a very fun character to follow, but I think the reboot is great. Like, now we're just getting stories in the universe. Are you? Are, is this set in that universe? I don't know the answer it, to that. You know what? It doesn't, it could, it's pro- it doesn't None of these make sense. It's just going to restart itself on something new. Hey, there's a book. The yep. Necronomicon. That's all you need. Hey, man, if you read that thing, did you know that's never called happen. Did you know that's never called that in the first movie? I did not know that. Yeah. It's interesting. It's right. only in part in Evil Dead 2 that yep. they bring that up. Okay. Necronomicon Ex Mortis. The Book of the Dead. Mm-hmm. But in the actual movie, they never say the word Necronomicon. When we If that's like, incorrect, we'll talk about that in maybe next week. Probably for sure. <laughs> when we watched, me and my friends, when I was like 12, 13 years old, after we had watched Evil Dead 2, I found the Necronomicon at Barnes & Noble, and I bought a copy. Oh, nice. So... I had it from the Mad Arab Abdul Azir. Uh, what I can't. Uh, it's been so long since I read Lovecraft, but whatever he was, I had it, and we figured out what spells we could do. I don't remember what spell we had to do, but I remember taking a silver coin I have and pounding it shapeless and trying to inscribe symbols onto it, and it had to be left out in the moonlight on for like uh, an evening. I don't recall. It just occurred to me right now that we've met Bruce Campbell. <laughs> Somehow, somehow <laughs> forgot to, that we, were, we should know, bring that up. I, I remember that we met Bruce Campbell. I remember that he called us all assholes. Yes, and um, I briefly thought about bringing it up. And, Meh. I forgot. I, I, just, I thought I, just, I forgot. If you could see my face, if the if the listener could see my face, it was just like, wait a minute. I have I'm a having a memory story to share on air. We met. I made Bruce Campbell laugh. He. he <laughs> the setup was that uh, we were at one of our many colleges we've attended. Uh, we were working in a movie theater at the time, yeah. back in the day when it was still reel to reel, and you had to splice them together. Yeah, that's a, a skill Pete has that is that useless is a, forever. I can still do it. I don't think there is a reel to reel place still in operation. It's all digital now, but I can do it. If you need me to splice together some movies, I'm your guy. Yeah, send them, send them to the PO box yeah, on yeah. the screen. <laughs> yeah, call our number. But. Where were we? Why did oh, we see Bruce Campbell? Why did we see? He was on tour for I think If Chins Could Kill, yep. his first book, and he was at our college. And for whatever reason, we were all a bunch of horror people who worked at the movie theater, so we were there hours early, like first people at the door, just front row, front center. row, center. And he came out and he 
Did we watch the movie first or he did the questions? We watched the movie after. Yeah, so he did so the questions. He was signing stuff. He talked. He did his one man show thing that he does, you know, where he talks and about makes jokes and he's funny. Yeah. Just, and then he, he goes off and signs and then we watched The Evil Dead. And I remember him thinking that was too bad for us. <laughs> it's the least entertaining of the bunch, which I disagree, but uh, I get it. It's not the funnest, not the most fun one. If you remember too, there was a problem with the movie starting yeah. and we all ran up because we knew how to handle it better than whatever the college age. I don't know how to handle it. All right. But you got to, we all ran upstairs and took What care I remember of was he was like, all right, well, obviously there's a lot of Evil Dead fans here. So I wonder who's seen the Evil Dead the most. Just yell it out. And I yelled out, two. <laughs> <laughs> That's what made him laugh. And he's like, too. He's like, oh, you guys. It's you guys again. Because what preceded that. Oh, yeah, this is good. During the intermission, we were, while he was out getting set up to sign things, we were wandering around the stage behind the podium. I want no part of this. I didn't have anything to do with it. And apparently, John Glenn had been the speaker like sometime the previously, the week before. And a bunch were, of his books were back there. A bunch. So we took the book. It was our buddy Phil, who worked at one of the theaters. He signed something to like. To Bruce. To Bruce, best wishes, John Glenn. No, it was like, shoot for the <laughs> stars. Shoot for the stars, John, right? Glenn. Like John Glenn. And we left it on the podium. So when <laughs> Bruce Campbell came back, he, he looked at it, he opened the book, and he read the inscription. He read, he's like, mumbling to himself, like, John Glenn, that, that's not real. And then he looked at us, who were dying, goes, oh, it was you assholes, wasn't it? Yeah. So... Yep. We went out there to get our things signed. I had nothing to say to him. I'm, I'm a shy person, naturally. They did not have the chair set up oh. when we got there, because yeah. I guess you could come sit down, like, shoot the shit with them for a little while. I had nothing to say. Like, hey, how's it going? He's like, or he said, hey, how's it going? I'm like, good. Yeah, that's doing? what happens to me every yep. time. He I, said, what are you in school for? And I said, I don't know, because I didn't know what I was in school for at that moment, because I think I was just taking whatever classes anyone else was taking. Yeah. And he said, oh, okay, that's fun. I'm like, it is. Yeah. And then, all right. That's and our that's our Bruce Campbell. We were, again, I had less than that. I was just like, hey, I said, thanks. And he's like, all right, then. I was like, yep. He, <laughs> like, I, didn't, I just don't know what to say to you. I, I didn't have anything to ask him or anything, so I was like, all right, see you later. I do regret the very next day he was in another city doing a another... You should have uh, been back in the front row. I wanted to go back the next day with the same the book, book, the same book, and have him sign it again. It was, would have been worth the two-hour drive. No, no, with the John Glenn book. <laughs> I didn't think about that. One. Yeah. All right, but that was our Bruce. He was very Bruce funny. He was very nice. We just, I don't know. I don't have anything to say to anybody. We've met a couple of the Firefly actors going to those screenings before the movie mm-hmm. came out, and I just both times I'm like. Hi. No, <laughs> I, don't know. I will say that's the only time I've clapped at a movie theater is Firefly. Firefly because or Saturday. That's a different situation Saturday. because you're seeing it months early with people that that are like you and And more. there were the actors from the film in the Yes, theater. that's true too. That makes I, sense. So that is why I clapped because yeah. they were there watching with us. A lot like, of people hey, good clapped. job. A lot of people clapped at Renfield yesterday when I was at Renfield. See, that just baffles me. No, Nicholas Cage was there. <laughs> Oh, did I not put that in the update? <clears throat> oh, man. Oh, no. Oh, man. I, gave him, I missed I, it. I gave him a book signed by Neil Armstrong. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, but that was Bruce Campbell. Uh, my, He has a second book. Uh, Jesus Christ, I've read it and I can't remember the name of it. Bruce Campbell's just a fun author. So you, you haven't read it cover to cover. You just read what's in between. No. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> regardless, my mother went. He was he was in our town years later at a Borders when they still existed. I had to work that evening. My mother went and got it signed as a Christmas gift or something wow. to that nature for me. Because I said, oh, that's a bummer. I would have taken my book back, the, you know, that I had him sign, had him sign that one again. With but, the quest to get that second Bruce Campbell autograph right, I think on that, that book. That might be one of my new goals. Any, if he's in the area again, I'm going to have to look for it. Uh, well, he's at a lot of... Uh, the cons. He's cons, doing a lot of the We cons. don't have them around here. No. I think you get to some in Philadelphia is probably about as close as we can get. There is... I would do it, though. There if was, they would have... Screenings of the movies, of you know the ones that have film festivals, they're just they're never new movies around here. No. You know they're not within. I have a strict eight mile, eight to hour, eight uh, mile, eight miles. It's yep. an eight mile. It's, a, it's an M and M rule we call it the eight mile rule. Yep, uh, I have a strict eight hour drive rule. I will drive anywhere that's eight, within eight hours. I'm not flying anywhere. That's that is my rule. Okay, uh, trains out of bounds too. What am I going to do on a train? <laughs> I don't know. Watch movies, I guess. I do, I do that while I'm driving. <laughs> oh man, fair turnabout's fair play because now you made me forget what I was going to say, which isn't hard, but you did it. So congratulations to what, you. Was it your long-awaited Star Wars rankings? No. It was oh, there's not. another correction. I got another correction. I'm going to save that one for the next podcast. You are not helping my cause, buddy. Uh, Bruce Campbell. It was probably Bruce. Oh, there was a video a few years back. It was Bruce Campbell. There was a guy who was going to go on a, uh, I guess, a blind date with a girl and her father to an escape room, and he had he was going to eat an edible first, and then Bruce Campbell was going to give him advice and directions on what to say during the date through an earpiece. Mm. And it, I don't know what it was for or why it was, but it was great. So was this like, a dream you had? Oh my God, if it was a dream, it was a great dream. It but combines I, all the things that I know that you love. Bruce Campbell, <laughs> escape rooms. Blind dates with fathers. Those are the three things that you cannot I shut mean, up about. That is that is my go-to. That's my wheelhouse, my jam, if you will. Raspberry jam. You went to a Saw-inspired uh, escape room, right? We, and you terrified your son for life? Oh, boy, I forgot about that. I haven't... Uh, we are getting wildly off again, but... It's okay. We're, we did a lot on topic. Okay, well... People expect the uh, chaos. Well, yeah, we did an escape room. We volunteered, and it was one. It was like you're going over the falls. Our group was big enough that we had to split it up. Sam wanted to go do the the saw one, obviously, so he came with me. And Sims seven, yeah, he's seven. Whoa, boy! I just want to provide some color for you, okay, aban- abandoning your child with strangers. Here. I was abandoning your child with strangers. I don't like, it's family he's not used to seeing, but also known as strangers. But you know his his older cousin was there, my nephew who's thirteen. Oh, the big so one watches the little one. Good. Right. Yeah. But anyway, we go in the room. All of this is only relevant because they came in, you know, where they tell you the rules. If you've never done an escape room, they explain what you're not supposed to touch. Don't break things off the ceiling. Don't rip things apart. And then he says, "Oh, we need a volunteer," and I volunteer because I just do that kind so of stuff. So they take away means of escape immediately. <laughs> So they took <laughs> they took me away, take me to another room, put me in a chair, take I gotta me put, to put a hood over my head, which is awesome in these times of COVID. Puts a little lock on it and I said, Why was someone chair. in there with you? <laughs> and then I the premise is stuff has to, like the keys are dangling in front of me with locks and the people are stuck behind a cage, my teammates, and they have to tell me. They can't reach me and I have to through clues figure out how to unlock it. Every time I do it wrong, you know. The ch- I didn't realize this, but the chair starts shocking, and it's like you're being electrocuted, I guess. I, I had a hood on my head. I don't know. So they're all standing there with my seven-year-old. 
it starts shocking. I go, hey, buddy, Sam, it's all right. Nothing's happening. I'm good. I keep saying that for the five minutes. They're shouting out advice like you know, left key over top on your right. Top wise. Turn the top wise. I'm like, Sam, buddy. I hear like lights. And I'm like, I'm perfectly fine. After maybe five minutes, we're getting nowhere, by the way. I, I say, hey, Sam, where are you? But I'm like, buddy, we're okay. Someone said, oh, Sam left like a long time ago, like right away. I'm like, what? <laughs> and they're, they're like, oh, he's fine. I'm like, all right. What? No one want to tell me? I'm just shouting. I'm talking to a non-existent person in the room. But yeah, he didn't make it. It was fun. I've never, I saw the first Saw and that's all I've ever seen. You saw Saw? I saw Saw. I see Saw. Wasn't CISO a thing? Wasn't yeah. Jeremy Sisso or Cisco a guy? Jeremy Sisco? Maybe. Somebody Jeremy Sisto. Jeremy Sisto. That's who I'm thinking of. Cisco was the thong song. <laughs> ah, the early aughts. A fine time for music. I don't remember music in the Evil Dead movies. Bringing it back around, um, there's. I don't know that there's any actual songs in the Evil Dead movies. But like, you just know, scores. Right, but even the scores again, another don't. thing that I shouldn't say is somebody who reviews movies. <laughs> I'm like tone deaf to it. Yeah, but you know, I can what? tell when music's bad, and I can tell when music's good. But I just, John Carpenter movies. I think Army of Darkness has a, a pretty great score, actually. Now You're that right. now that this gets brought up, and I'm thinking about it for a second, I feel like it has a big. You're right. Yeah. I remember the music, the marching when the skeletons, you know, yeah, the battle. I feel, I feel like that has a really, really good score, which really underscores Very how different the movie is from the other. Look at that. There were trumpets. That's, how I, that's why I write reviews, man. That's why I write reviews. Mm, bringing it all around. <laughs> underscore. Talk about uh, everything else you've seen lately, what your friend's children are doing with their time. And uh, you're like, yeah, I got that review now. Yeah, there you go. All right. Uh, so... Are you excited for Evil Dead Rise because the series has always been so good? Because it's a different creative people. I mean, Raimi and, and Campbell are producing. I can tell you right now. I can, or it's just because the trailer's great. I can tell you it is. I held off watching that Evil Dead remake for oh, a, you were surprised it'll go to a decade because I was not ready for. You know, I'm like, I don't think I want this universe. I don't want to watch a remake. I don't. But now having watched it and under well, at least my interpretation of these movies is. It's just kind of, here's the book. Whatever story you want to tell, you can tell out of this book. Ash is clearly the comedic, you know, action guy now. But the people in the first movie, they had their own stuff. Or the first, you know, uh, The Evil Dead. Yeah. They had their, these, I don't think it's, it's all new people, same old book. Yeah. And I'm, I'm all in. It looked creepy. It is very intense. It looks intense. And I'm worried because I am a softy now with children. Uh-huh. And, and these children are This dangerous. is all family oriented. I'm like, oh boy, this is going to be a rough movie for Pete. And we're going to see this one, right? Yeah, yes. Oh boy. I have not read any reviews. I just know that it's doing very well, uh, Rotten Tomatoes wise. And then you see a blurb here or there. And uh, to put your mind at ease a bit and to make me, what makes me very excited about it, because I like the remake a lot, uh, it had no comedy in it. This movie, no. on the blurb, says it's way funnier than you think, too. And like that. This one? That's this one whose trailers look yes. terrifying. Which excites me because Evil Dead 2, as we talked about, is my my favorite of the bunch. Uh, and Army of Darkness might be yours, either one, one uh, of those yeah, two. Either, it's, but those ones yeah, have yeah. the comedy in it. I, they're all one big thing for me. Yeah. I like horror comedies and like maybe I'm completely off base and I read something wrong. But it seems to me that this one's going to have some, some dark humor in it that, that the last weird. one I lacked. look forward to it. I do too. That other one was just... Pure, like start to finish, like uh, yep. yeah, you're you're in for a ride here. Yeah, it's it's all horror. No resting for you, pal. It's all it's a ride all downhill and hell. I don't think Kitty could handle that one when she want. Remember, monster or headhunter, she yeah. was terrified, and 
I, whew, that was low budget just you know working the camera intention that that is one of the most the remake's one of the most intense movies I think I've ever Me, seen I, don't, <laughs> I, don't, I guess I don't watch a lot of intense movies with my time I do but it's hard to have it the problem with not the problem the reason that a lot of intense horror movies never get there is that they don't go as far like once you watch people cut their tongues in half and cut their faces off it's like there's nothing this movie won't do so like it's very intense because you know they'll go there Whereas a lot of these movies try to build tension, and that's fine, but you're not, you feel safe while you're watching because nothing crazy is going to happen. You know this what? movie was all crazy. And I, I want to go back to practical effects again, as opposed to special effects, like it, or you know CGI stuff. Like yeah. it just works. It still holds up. I just watched the thing with uh, my nephew and Kitty. Ooh, ooh, I'll have to jump back to that. Remind me about sidebar because you, the listener, I will need your help too, possibly. But, uh, oh, God, I derailed myself. Oh, we just watched the thing. But the, the, You derailed yourself in the sentence where you were talking about the thing. That is a new record. Is it really? Yes. I feel like, all right. First time on podcast. Because you told me I have to remind you of something. First, you, never, you never told me what that was. Well, do your goddamn job. Yeah. Remind me already. John Carpenter's The Thing. They, the practical effects hold up. Yeah. They just hold up. My nephew, he won't admit it. And I don't want to be, you know, telling tales out of school here, but... He was a little scared. Do, do you want to go to school to tell us? I might. We can go. My, I think you're allowed to just wander in. I think that's. You want. I think that you are if you have a tale to tell. They, they encourage it. Yeah, that's how these things keep happening. The cops that sit right out front of schools, no, they come right yeah. in. He's like, "What are you? What are you here for?" And it's like, "I have a tale to tell." And they said, "Come on into the school." Yep. We don't want you telling it out of school. <laughs> yeah, but anyway, the, it, it still works. Like it's genuinely terrifying. That joke, it did work great. <laughs> We did it four times. I liked it. I liked it every time. I liked it more each time we did it. I like that Sam really appreciates puns to the point where we've now watched uh, Robin Hood, Men in Tights, Spaceballs, and uh, another. Oh, uh, the does Naked he appreciate Gun. good puns though? They're all good. Every <laughs> single one of them. I like Mel Brooks, so I'm not going to talk shit. Yeah, it's tough to talk shit. Uh, Spaceballs, I like. Men in Tights does not hold up as well as eh, it did when I, I still was. Like it. It's you know it great might cast be, that helps. It's it great does. cast. It's. Dave it's Chappelle's in that. I know. If, it, before he was... Before he was Dave Chappelle. Yeah. And the guy who... He's funny in it, too. He probably is the funniest part of it, honestly. The guy who played Will Scarlet yeah. then went on to play like a TBS version of Robin Hood. For oh, some, I think I saw that. Right. It was, was, and I do love Carrie Elways. There's no way not to. Of course. The Princess Bride. Car- the Grudges. The American remake of The Grudge. Wasn't Carrie Elways in that for like... 50- oh, that's Bill Paxton, right? Who was it? Who was at the beginning of the remake? It's Bill Pullman. Bill Pullman. <laughs> Um, Bill Paxton, Bill Pullman. If you if you did see Saw, you would know that Carrie Elways was in he Saw. He was in Saw. <laughs> that is the movie you're searching that for. That is the movie I was searching for, but yeah. now who was at the beginning of... Bill Pullman. That was Bill Pullman, okay. The Sarah Michelle Gellar Grudge Buffy. remake? Yes. Yeah. I, I, I remember almost nothing about that movie. Shocking. <laughs> News update. Well, you got close. I did. And you pulled a real good Paxton Pullman in there. I pulled a Pullman, if you, you will. pulled a Paxton. I Paxton a Pullman. Let's pack this Pullman in and let's get to the Evil Dead movies. All no, right. you were talking about the thing. Ooh, uh, you're good done with the thing? all professional. Shit, I'm getting good at this. Oh, shit, I'm not recording. Oh, no. <laughs> well, we can start from the top. Let me push that button again. <laughs> um, yeah, so we're going to go see Evil Dead Rise. And we will have a post-mortem on that. Oh, I should call it post-mortem. Fuck, I did a horror thing. and I didn't uh, do it. Uh, Now i got to go back and re-edit. No, we'll do a spoiler podcast on that in the future. And we will do a quick uh, handheld from 
afterwards without spoiler thoughts. A handheld with us holding hands. It's it's not a movie that you worry about spoiling as much as Scream 6, where it's like, well, I can't tell you what happens to anybody. Whereas this, it's like, people aren't going to know the characters' names when they go into it. It's more just like, was this good? Was this scary? Was this funny? And how did you like it? And I, I think we're two pretty big fans of this franchise. I am. Well, clearly, I was... 13 years old or 14 years old and said, hey, guy I just met, come watch this movie I really like. Yeah. I I think this, it's it's interesting. 81, 87, 93, 2013, 2023. They are spaced out. Even the, the ones that are in the same trilogy are spaced out. None of this was immediate success. None of this was demanding a sequel at any point. Well, that was the... And the TV show, obviously, in the middle, which we, we can get to. Maybe that had, had like the scream effect where you wait 10 years between each thing and it drums up. Although... I don't think that was it. No, I think it wasn't. They just, it just took them a long time to get funding to make their their movies, to make the the Ash trilogy. And and then just, it was remake seasons. So we're like, let's remake this. Although, if, if you consider it a remake, which I do, it's maybe the best of the remakes. I, I just... It, it's a I'll very, very, very good movie. I really enjoy the Hills Have Eyes remake a lot. No, oh, that one was a good one. And there are other remakes that I like. I like the Friday the 13th remake. I like the Texas Chainsaw remake. The DOA remake with Dennis Quaid was I, a fine movie. I mean, I mean, we're not talking about the remakes from, like, The Fly and The Thing. We're talking about that 2004 to 2014 right, era that of just era remakes. era of everything needs to be remade. I think Evil Dead's the best one because it's it's, it's um, so good. Well, it's a, it's a proper relaunch, right? Yeah. Well, no, because nothing no. came out. <laughs> Well, I think it's a that's what I was going to ask you earlier. Are you upset we never saw the Mia character again? Because boy, there was a she was so good in it, and I could have used her in another movie, like to get let's make her through the Army of Darkness version of this. You know, what? I don't the need Evil Dead Two version where she's comedy because they didn't. Yeah, and we have what we have. Yes, I'm now okay with it. I, yeah. So I guess I don't. If Ash vs yeah. Evil Dead never came out, I mean, it would be great yeah. that Evil Dead Rise is coming, but that'd been a long decade without anything. Where yeah. this great character who we did the Evil Dead with, I would have been fascinated to watch her do because she's she's a comedic actress. Uh, she does a lot of comedy on TV. I didn't know that uh, Jane Levy. So she could pull off. I mean, maybe not the way you know. Nobody has the unique charisma that Bruce Campbell does, but she's a great actress and she's very funny. So I, you could have definitely done the over the top horror comedy with her, and I'm, I got a bump. We never got it. Yeah, I can live without it. Yeah, I, I guess. again, I don't want to. I don't want to. I think a lot of it... It's not over. She's not, she's not dead. No, no, right. But I just, you know, it's the, the, the fatigue. I think I'm hyper aware of it right now because of the marble, yeah. you know, syndrome. We talked about this before we started the podcast. We talked about this, I think, on... We've talked about this on podcasts. I've I'm pretty much enjoyed... Deep, deep in the throes. I've pretty much fatigue. enjoyed every Marvel movie. And I'm done looking forward to them, which is weird because there's still only three a year. But I watch six horror movies a week, and I'm like, yeah, okay, let's watch another one. <laughs> like, I, I don't, it's so funny to me that there's so much more variety. The variety is there, and that's also what I needed for my nephew, because he's now, he came to me the other, the, well, we finally got to have an overnight where I got to watch him, because he likes to watch horror movies. He's like, I'm in. What can you show me, Uncle Pete? Like, what should I watch? That's what he asked. And he's coming with, like, nothing. He's good for, he watched, I think, The Conjuring he enjoyed. And a couple of more of the ghosty kind of, I think, uh, like the paranormal activity stuff. But then that got me, I'm like, there's there's the comedy horror, there's the like the home invasion-y type stuff. I don't even know all the different genres. And how do you start them? Like, what do you do? And if anybody wants to go I to the I think that he's older now, but like... 13, yeah. When you're starting a younger person, younger than that... You start with your gremlins. You start with your monster squad. He watched gremlins. That's what I mean. You start with that. It was terrifying. Yeah, that's what when you want your kids to break into it. I was a kid. My dad rented 
Nightmare on Elm Street and uh, a Winnie the Pooh tape. And I, the Winnie <laughs> the Pooh was for me. So it was like 85, <laughs> 86. So I was five or six years old. And uh, he worked, uh, he managed a pizza place and lived in an apartment above it. And we watched the Winnie the Pooh tape. And then he got called downstairs for some kind of emergency or something. He had to go work down there for a minute. So he left me upstairs. It's like, I'll just throw this on then. And I watched, I watched Nightmare on Elm Street by myself at six years old. Well, and yeah, now it I love horror you movies. not to go to sleep. Well, yeah. there's the nursery rhyme that we all still remember. That's not in the first movie. Oh, it is. No. It, it is at the very end. It might be. I, I thought it was in the first movie. It I, might be at the very end. And at the very beginning of part two. I, I haven't think, watched it in right? a oh, wasn't Maybe it was just the beginning. Um, this is what that, I'm talking about, where, that, where sometimes your memories of things aren't... It the is the one, two, Freddy's coming for you, three, four... It might actually be the going. very last scene of the movie when they're in the last dream sequence where the kids... I know the kids are jumping rope. If they're if they're singing it, there's a good chance they are. All right. I think they, they, think they might be. But it's not like a part Better of... stay up late. Yeah, I think that might actually be the ending sequence of the, the movie. Okay. Or it was the beginning because Freddy's back again is nine ten. Freddy's That's back true. again. So man, That's I true. That's true. Well, I know, you know there's kids jumping rope. It's and... one or the other. So take that to your corrections for next time. Watch them all. I don't have to correct it because I have not made a mm-hmm. not made a firm statement on which one is. But which. that is whatever the email is at scarevalue.com. If there's recommendations. Yes. But I will say this: if or I'm forums, if are there people are there forums. I I took them down until okay. I figure out how to get them to work. All right. Um, there will be eventually. Uh, if that's not in the first movie, it's a classic example of what I was talking about, where yep. the memories you have of the iconic things don't always come from the original things. Now, it's, there's a chance that it is, but th- that I can't tell you whether it is or isn't in a movie I've seen dozens enough of times. to prove the point. It proves I the point. I understand, yep. Just these things homogenize together, which is why Evil Dead is so interesting a series to me, because they kind of can't, because they have such different tones. Yeah. And that's fascinating. That's why they're so, not relevant is the word I want, but that's why they're so effective. Right. And all the other franchises do just bleed. And you get, uh, especially the long running, uh, oh, yeah, the long running ones that turn into just garbage with all the different directors. uh, Individual things might stand out. Well, back to the Marvel things, it's like every character has to be the sarcastic one. And it's like, Great. It's a formula. I it's watched the very, same yeah. character in three movies, mm-hmm. Ash, who's different in every one of them. Like, how can they, how does this, well, Sam Raimi's pretty great. That's yeah, probably yeah, the answer. Great. And Bruce Campbell is the only person that can play that part after a certain point. Not the first one, anybody who done the first one. But the second and third one, that's just, it's it's so written and tailored for him at that point. Yeah. Oh, yeah. well, yeah, because he's Bruce Campbell. He's just one of those And he's guys. Sam Raimi's I, buddy, and he knows him, and he's writing it for him at that point. I assume he's offer only as well. Yeah. Bruce Campbell's Yeah, you offer it, he'll take part. it. <laughs> Which I heard, by the way, there is a rumor. Oh, boy. There is the rumor that Bruce Campbell said he would, well, he was done unless Sam Raimi was, you know, going to, what, write a script? Was that it? No, direct it. Direct it. And then after Sundance with Evil Dead Rise, where did Evil Dead Rise play? Was it Sundance? It was one of those festivals. Yeah, and it was a giant hit. And it was a giant hit. I guess Sam Raimi had allegedly texted Bruce Campbell and said, start working out, fat boy, or something to that effect. That's, if he makes another movie, but that's what, it's just a sequel to the TV show, because the TV show is as much canon as anything else. Oh, 100%. And it is everything you were looking for. It is the requel legacy character back, it's it's telling the story the further story so it's it's kind of under it kind of hurts the legacy sequel movie in a way because well I already know what he's like 
where that's kind of the fun of like, what is it going to be like after 30 years? Well, I already know that. Right. So it'll just be more fun. But I, I'm not saying I'm not glad I got the TV show, which I, I loved it. Oh, the show is fantastic. But it watch is, it. That's a recommendation. It was on Stars back in the day. It's I on Netflix know. now, I think. Okay. But it is it is one of those things where Sam Raimi did come back. He did direct some of those. Yeah. He, he did write some of those. He produced that. So they did it. So it's funny that they're talking about a movie. It's like, you just had a three-season TV show. Now, here's the thing I just heard. I don't know. Sometime in the you last heard as it were. I heard as it were the voice of thunder, and it said that there is an Evil Dead animated universe oh, I I thing coming. Too. Yeah, so maybe that's what they were talking. I don't know why Bruce Campbell would have to work out. Oh, just because he's looking out for his friend's health. Yeah, he doesn't want him to die because he's got to go do the voice work yeah. for the animated Evil Dead show. That's what I'm reckoning. Anyhow, that's, Bruce Campbell uh, always does the voices in those video games too. He, yep. He's he's one of those people that does not he. Loves it. No, he enjoys. Yeah. You know, he enjoys his career and he enjoys the fans. I think he enjoys horror, but he's done sci-fi movies. He's done all his body of work is is fantastic. Oh, the yeah. B movie levels. His I, body's not though. That's why he's got to work out. Uh, <laughs> poor Bruce. His books are also great too. If if anyone hasn't read them, I know uh, you haven't. I, I know you I've haven't. I've owned them. He. He has a rivalry with with Terminator's Robert Patrick that is is fantastic. I, I own many books. You do. You owned a signed copy of If Shins Could Kill by Bruce Campbell. Yep. I don't remember what he wrote in mine. At the chart, it probably just says two Pete. Oh, it says two Pete, stay groovy. Yeah, that's probably, they all probably say that. No way, man. That no, was they literally me. all say two Pete. <laughs> right. And he, he does something else yeah. for everyone else. It was me because I was like third in line or first in line or whatever it was. It must be nice. You can just write groovy and people are like, I got it. That's I get like, it. Yeah. He says groovy in two of the movies and the TV show. I'm sure he says it in the TV show. I know. Show. I'm basing that on absolutely nothing. I'm just saying he does. He has to say it in the TV show. But he definitely... Maybe he doesn't. He definitely says it in... Because it seems like we'd remember if he did, because it's his iconic moment. He says it in two when he saws off the... <clears throat> he puts the chainsaw on his hand and he saws off the shotgun. And he whips the shotgun into his bag and he says groovy. Mm -hmm. And he says it in the third one. I don't even remember what the circumstances were. Because the second can't. one's the really great one. When he gets his metal hand. That's right. Groovy. And he crushes the... Yep. Cup. That is right. Okay. Shit, I forgot what I was going to say again. <laughs> so, do you, do you want to attempt to rank your Evil Dead movies? My Evil Dead rankings are no. coming out. If this is Wednesday, they'll be out on Friday night. Probably Friday night. I, I hate to say it, but the first one... Just all great. Evil Dead is probably the one I'm going to watch the least. Yeah. And it's not a knock on the movie. It's I agree just, with it that. It is what it is. But I, 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 without knowing where Evil Dead Rise ranks... I agree with that. It's the one I'll watch the least, but I ranked it second. Okay. Because I think it's the if it's only flaws. Who's that falling two underneath it? Army of Darkness and the remake. Uh, yeah. Well, Evil Dead Old, sir. Evil Dead Two's first. There's just yeah. no way around it. All right. Uh, the Ash ones are, I think, I don't know. I don't because they're all different. See, this is why I don't rank things, people. Yeah. It, it, they're all they're all good. They're all fun. They are. I think they're all. I argue they're all great. Which is the which is the thing that makes it such a unique, but it's also a high bar for Evil Dead Rise to meet. What are you? Yeah, well, I don't. I think they can do it because the tra at least trailer wise, sure. it looks fun. But we're not talking about again. I don't. I don't think these are just three good, four good movies. I think they're all great. I think there's one masterpiece, one like very cl a classic, and then two great movies. That's pretty incredible. No, especially over the span of time they've come out. Sam Raimi's stuff 
it's always interesting like that, right? He does like the Dark Man. He did, mm-hmm. uh, and then he did. I mean, then once he hit Spider Man, though, I don't know. He does. He does man movies: Spider Man, Dark Man, Captain right. Man. That's his. That's his jam. <laughs> um, no, but I. <clears throat> I was gonna say he's interesting as a director. He's one of those ones who has a voice, like that unique voice. That yeah. You even recognize even when he did his Marvel movie, Doctor Strange Man worked pretty Doctor good. Doctor Strange Man did work very good. DDS. Yeah. Uh, I just don't know what he's done. He did Drag Me to Hell. Yep, that was a fun one that delivered on its title promise. He did um, that movie that's set in the... It's got Billy Bob Thornton and there's money and they're out in the wilderness or they're in the woods and I don't, I don't remember what it's called. I, I know he was in it. I have no a idea. Simple Plan, maybe? Is that what it's called? Was that what? That was one of his? That wasn't a Coen Brothers? I feel like it was his, but okay, I'm not going to, I'm going to look now so I don't have to, uh, because issue this apology him, later. See, I always think of him as horror for whatever reason. Didn't he do one with that girl who was married to Tom Cruise and then the she gift? Had, yeah. The gift. Was that a Sam Raimi? I think it was. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That movie has Keanu Reeves playing a bad guy. One of the rare times you'll ever see it. I honestly, I don't remember that movie. And it, it has a great moment from Dawson's Creek where he's, he's, cause he's a wife beater and he throws her, he throws Hillary Swank who's his wife into the camera. And it's completely jarring and brilliant. This was in The Gift? Yeah. It's completely jarring and brilliant as he just throws her into the camera. Hey, like in that watch-along we did of Friday the 13th Part 2 where... He did The Quick and the Dead. Oh, yeah, he did do and The Quick and the Dead. And he did A Simple Plan. I was, I was right. right. That was one of your, the Quick and the Dead is a fun movie for anyone. He also did Oz the Great and Powerful, so they're not all good. Was that the one with uh, Mila Kunis and James, James Franco? Franco? I never saw that one. It wasn't great. It has Rachel Weisz in it, though. I do like me a Rachel Weisz. Yeah, Doppelgangers or whatever is coming up. That's what? not what it's called. I don't know what that is. <laughs> Dead Ringers. I don't know what that is either. It was a movie that starred Jeremy Irons in the 80s. About It's actually based on real uh, people, like twins, scientists. that Twin scientists. Yes. Okay. And they're strange. <laughs> is it Danny DeVito and Arnold Schwarzenegger? They were scientists. They were twins. They made a movie. <laughs> It was called Twins, uh, it's, in it's case a, you forgot. It looked good, the trailers. Uh, I think it's on Amazon Prime. It's a TV show. For doppelgangers? Uh, yeah. Well, no, because they're twins. So twins. I guess twins are twins doppelgangers, technically? I, I think I, part of doppelganger is someone who looks like you that isn't related. Ooh, I don't know. I think, I think so. it's just an identical copy of you. That would be a doppelganger. I don't think you have to be identical. You just have to be like, oh, they look, look like similar. You. Yeah. Mm, so I guess it's up to the audience to decide. So if they're, they're identical twins, they're not doppelgangers. They are if they're identical. But it's two Rachel Vises. That's double the acting chops. You got 007 and double O Rachel Vises living in that house. That's a big house. It's, yeah, they can afford it's it. It's a show? They can afford it. She was in that uh, uh, the Keanu Reeves movie Chain Reaction. That was a good... That was, that was her first movie, I think, wasn't it? We Didn't, looked it up. Didn't we look we it looked up it last up week? A, like a or week two ago. weeks ago? I think we I looked it up it. last weekend when I, when I was over here to... Why sit out my house? My mother wanted to come here and see your kids. Oh, it was like Easter. It was a holiday That's of some right. kind. So we just sat outside and we're like, I can't believe how long they've been drinking that wine in there. <laughs> Let's go to the store. <laughs> That's right. We did have we haven't filmed we haven't done a podcast together though in a while. No. So that is where I'm getting my timelines. Yes. Mm, Evil Dead Rise though. I'm excited. It's seven o'clock, a rare late movie for me. Yeah. I don't Eastern know. Eastern Standard Time. I don't know how I'm gonna stay awake. I, I'm not going to lie. 
Yeah, I felt bad that it was that late. <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate your concern. Usually there's five o'clock showings or four o'clock showings. Which is what I like to get to. It absolves me of the responsibility of taking care of my children for the evening. I get to go eat popcorn for dinner. And um, then I come home and it's bedtime for them. Nice. Perfect. It's a perfect. Going at seven o'clock, I got to help take you care of them. Feed them. Do homework with them. Uh, I guess I don't have to get them ready for bed. So mm, I'll take it, man. That's something. You don't think you do, but uh, mm. your son doesn't sleep anymore. No. No. He's all excited to watch some horror films, though, whenever Fred's not around. So. Oh, yeah. Send in suggestions, right? <laughs> well, him I got covered. It's it's my nephew I'm looking out for here. How old is he? 13? 13. Oh, you can show him anything. I was thinking of just, like, one from each genre. Like, here is a, like, monster, you know, horror. Here is a comedy horror. Here is an action horror. Like, just the top wonder, of each, like, genre. I wonder if you thought perhaps there was a website that you could go to and search through reviews and find ones that perhaps would work for him. Oh, if there was a website yeah. out there that had something like that. Yeah. Oh man, that would really make things easy. That would, that would be pretty good. You could go right, I agree with you. you I'm hundred percent. Find there. the right slashing. Maybe even ones I that wish. in the reviews talk about gateway horror. I, man, it's like a pipe dream, right? Like that's one of those things that the internet, they say the internet has everything on it, but something like if somebody wanted to come up with it. Yeah. I, I only know the porn version of it. All right, we're going to shut it off for this week. Yeah, so that's been scarevalue.com. Yeah. Evil Dead. Oh, what's the porn version of that? What, scarevalue.com? Scarevalue. Ooh. All right. Uh, hmm. Yeah. It's hard, isn't it? Care value? That's, that's what she said. No, I did it. Care, uh, the lowest of the low. Care value. What? Care value. It's the new thing. It's a sensitive porn? Yeah, people are tired of be desens- being desensitized. Right now, it's just... in the future, this moment of this podcast, but in the future, I can already see your wife rolling her eyes as she's listening to going, just take it home, guys. It's going too end, long. End the podcast. It's going too long. All right, I'm done. I don't I'm have out. anything that rhymes with scare. Care. I'm telling you, care, fair, bear. Ooh, ooh, ooh we're getting around to something. Ooh, bear value. That <laughs> actually... <laughs> like that one? I'm a bear. That, What's my value? Bear value. You know what the top winner is? No, no, I'm legitimately thinking that would have been a more successful website. <laughs> All right, that's it. Bearvalue.com. Send yeah, us go to bearvalue.com. Let us know what's right for a 13-year-old boy. Let us know what's there. Show me what's on bearvalue.com. We, we know what's there. <laughs> All right. See you later. <laughs>